welcome to Everyday Magic, where we explore adding pops of magic to your everyday life. I'm Michelle Leffler, shamanic energy alchemist and owner of Living Moon Meditation, where I help people find balance in their personal, professional, and spiritual lives. It's my honor to help you incorporate magic into your mundane life. Let's get started. Love Everyday Magic Podcast? You can support it and me and help keep it ad-free by joining me as a patron on Gumroad. For as little as $7 per month, you can help keep me going. That's at gumroad.com slash livingmoonmeditation. If you're not already on my email list, be sure to sign up at livingmoonmeditation.com. All of these links are in the show notes for you. We'll start with the quote for the week. All cultures learn from each other. The problem is that if the Beatles tell me that they learned everything they know from Blind Willie, I want to know why Blind Willie is still running an elevator in Jackson, Mississippi. Amiri Baraka Today we're going to talk about cultural appropriation within the magical community. So first we need to understand what cultural appropriation is and then we can talk about what it is not and then how it shows up within the magical community. So basically cultural appropriation is when a person takes a culture that is not their own and tries to make it their own Um, and by trying to make it their own what I'm talking about is practicing aspects that they like of another culture whether they understand them or not without proper teaching or instruction on what those cultural aspects mean. So I know that there is a huge debate these days about appropriation versus appreciation versus what is open practices and what are closed practices and all that kind of thing. So this video could go on and on and on, but in an effort to keep it from doing that, I'm sharing my very quick views on this and some people may agree with me and some people may not. And that's okay because the world is big and we have an opportunity to learn from one another. So I've, I've just said what, I, what my views on cultural appropriation are. So what is not cultural appropriation? Does cultural appropriation mean that you can't see an aspect in another culture and learn it? No, is the quick answer to that. There are ways that you can practice another culture that are not appropriation. And there are definitely ways that you can appropriate another culture by doing things from that culture that are not your own. Basically, the whole idea here is respect and how you go about learning something. If you're from a culture, you grew up knowing the influences of that culture, how it influenced what you did, how you practice your craft, your spirituality, your whatever. It's who you are. You grew up with it. And an outsider comes and they see 
aspects of your culture and they like it, it becomes trendy and they just start practicing it. No rhyme or reason, they don't know anything about it other than what they see and they start doing it for themselves. That is appropriation. However, let's say this outsider sees your cultural practices and they start to appreciate them and they wanna find out how they can make those practices their own. So they come to you or someone else within your culture and respectfully ask to learn. Now, as the original culture, you have the right to tell someone that, that they're not able to learn your culture, that they have to be born into your culture. That would be a closed practice. Or if it's an open thing and you're willing to instruct somebody on how they can practice your culture, that would be an open practice. So basically what I'm talking about here is respect and where you learn things and what you claim is your own. If you're approaching a culture that is not your own and you start randomly practicing aspects of that culture and you've never been instructed in them, you don't know people within the culture, you just see it and you like it and you start doing it, that's appropriation and it's disrespectful and it's wrong. But you like something, you want to learn about it, and you go to people of that culture and you learn it. You study it, you find out what it is, how it's done and ask respectfully if you can practice it. That's not appropriation. And another thing here is if you have learned a culture from someone within that, let's say someone did open up their cultural practice to you and they instructed you on it, don't go teaching it to other people without permission and don't claim it as your own and don't profit off of something that is not your culture without permission. There are cultures that you can learn and that you can practice respectfully without appropriating, but that doesn't mean that you can claim it as your own and go start teaching it to other people. Some you can, some you can't. And it's all about respect and knowing what the original culture says is okay and what is not. Now, just because we're talking about cultural appropriation doesn't mean that everything within your culture is unique to your culture. There are a lot of practices that have been adopted the world over throughout history because our world is not a world in which everything is set like this is my culture, this is your culture, this is their culture. There's been a lot of interaction throughout history, throughout the world. So there are a lot of practices that that belong to a lot of people. They may not be called the same thing, they may. One of the things that I'm talking about here, and this is just one example, there are many, smoke clearing. In some traditions, this is called smudging and it's done with white sage in a ceremonial practice. There are other cultures that also have smoke clearing, maybe not with white sage, but with other plants. That doesn't mean that smoke clearing is only appropriate within the native communities that practice sage or smudging with sage. Other cultures have used smoke clearing too. They may not be called smudging. Those practices are generally not called that. And they're generally not necessarily done with 
white sage, but there are many, many, many plants that you can burn and use the smoke to clear and cleanse space, which by the way, is not the same as burning sage in a smudging ceremony. Those are two different things anyway. So be careful about what you call the practice you're using. It doesn't mean that you can't use sacred smoke to cleanse a space, but be mindful of what plants you're using, what plant allies you're using, and what terminology you use. Another thing here is the use of spirit animals or spirit guides. I have seen this in a lot of discussions lately about spirit animals being a closed practice that is only open to native cultures. And again, I say this is not true. Many cultures throughout history have used animal guides, animal spirits um, within their culture. They may or may not have used the terminology spirit guides. Native cultures didn't use that anyway because it's not even their language. English is not their original language. So just be mindful. If you're around somebody and they're telling you that your practice is not, um, that you're using a practice that is theirs, ask yourself, is this really my practice? Is it culturally my practice? I've had people tell me that spirit animals are not um, a practice that anyone should do if they're not from a native culture. Well, I'm Jewish and a lot of people don't know that Spirit animals, spirit guides, animal helpers have been used in Jewish tradition throughout history. Um, so it is from my tradition. And I try to respectfully educate people on that. But if I'm around Native people and they tell me that I'm doing something that is offensive to them, I will do my best to try to not be offensive while still practicing my own beliefs and my own practices. So the last thing I want to say in terms of cultural appropriation, and there is a lot, I could go on forever. <laughs> like I said, this is a topic that is so deep, we could go on forever, but I don't want to do that. So in an effort to keep this relatively short, I just want to say one more thing. If you're wanting to learn a culture that is not yours, ask yourself why. Who are you in terms of your culture and how has your culture interacted with the one that you want to learn in the past? Are you from a colonizing culture that has um, condemned people or made it illegal for people of the original culture to practice? There are many um, instances of um, African American practices or Native American practices that have been seen as illegal or wrong or it was whereas the Natives and the African Americans were not able to legally practice their own belief system that it was considered wrong they were imprisoned for it it was against the law and now all of a sudden the the colonizing culture wants to take those practices and make them their own. That's not respectful in and of itself. It doesn't mean that an individual person can't learn if someone is willing to teach you. And sometimes there are and sometimes there aren't. So just ask yourself why you want to learn a culture that's not your own. It doesn't make you a bad person. 
It doesn't mean you can't necessarily do it. Doesn't necessarily mean you can. There are just ways to go about learning and practicing a culture that you were not born with. Also, while you're learning other cultures, learn your own. There are many times that there are similar practices. They may be called different things. They may be practiced in um, different ways, but have the basic same function. So don't just say you wanna learn another culture, their practice because you're attracted to it and you like it. There may be something similar in your own culture if you actually take the time to study it. Not saying no one has done that because I'm sure most people who are watching this have at some point um, looked at their own culture and then saw other practices and things like that. I'm just saying be respectful. Don't necessarily go out and do something that is not your own practice without going through the appropriate channels to learn it. Be respectful. When someone approaches you, ask why they want to learn your culture and can you teach them? Can you not teach them? We all just need to be respectful and not just automatically do something because we like it or not automatically turn someone away because they weren't born into that culture. There are ways to do things respectfully. And that's basically the end of what I'm going to say today because again, we could go on and on with this. And now for the astro forecast. On April 19th, the sun enters Taurus at 10:24 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On April 20th, Juno enters Pisces at 11:51 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. On April 23rd, we have a last quarter moon at 7.56 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. On April 29th, Pluto turns retrograde at 2.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also on April 29th, Mercury enters Gemini at 6.23 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On April 30th, Pallas enters Taurus at 4.47 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also on April 30th, we have a new moon with a partial solar eclipse in Taurus at 4.28 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now for our featured book. Our recommended book this week is a nonfiction book called Yoga Nidra, by Swami Satyananda Saraswati. If you are familiar with Yoga Nidra or yogic sleep at all and want to learn more about it, then this is a very good foundational book. It explains the theory and science behind how Yoga Nidra works and how it differs from meditation. If this is a subject that interests you, then I recommend this book. It also gives you several scripts for guiding yourself or others through a yoga nidra session. If you are wanting to learn how to lead others, then you will want to get a copy of this book for yourself. I can also point you in the direction of a certification course. I do lead yoga nidra, but I do not provide certification for others, but I can point you to where I received my training. Now this book is also a great text for those who have practiced yoga nidra and want to learn more about it without becoming certified. 
I highly recommend Yoga Nidra by Swami Satyananda Saraswati. Love Everyday Magic Podcast. I'd love to have you give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Want more magic with me? Join my free Facebook community, Bad Witch Society. It's the perfect place for anyone who's ever been told that their brand of magic or witchcraft isn't right. Your magic is valid. Let's celebrate it together. You can find it at facebook.com slash groups slash bad witch, all one word. I have the link in the show notes for you. And if you're into Jewish magic, give my other podcast a listen. You can find Jewish magic podcasts on the same platforms as this one. Do you have a witchy question you're itching to have an answer to? Send me an email and I may answer it in an upcoming episode. It might also become the topic of an upcoming episode. You can send questions to me at hello at livingmoonmeditation.com. I have the link in the show notes for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Everyday Magic. It's truly been my pleasure to talk to you today. If you like this episode, or you think it will be useful for someone else, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. If you've got any questions, send me a DM on Instagram at Living Moon Meditation. Remember, it's all about real magic for your real life. See you next time.